Thank you so much for listening to the last episode of the Crack reviewing Cage Warriors Dublin and the Prime Card. I have promised both Andy Stevenson, the champion of the Crack Debate, and Dunna Corby, the runner-up in the Crack Debate, that I will not ask them to be on the show for another eight weeks. That's due to the amount of work they've done for me in the last week. So you've got to you've got to appreciate the hustle. I mean, there's there's some pretty pretty hasty stuff being thrown around online. I don't know if you saw it. Um, you know, obviously, Dunna Corby is going for the Prince Andrew moniker, which will be offensive to, to any Irishman, to be fair, or any man, to be fair, or any person. So that that's that's going to only intensify the friction between the two. And of course, um, you know, Andy saying that these influencer boxing heads, he said there's been a lawsuit from Dunna. I just refuse to believe that because Dunna is in fact a Northsider and Andy's a Southsider. And we know what way that usually works. I'll say no more. Anyway, massive card this weekend. I'm not looking at anything else. I've got your tweets. Hey, bro, stop with the influencer boxing, brah. Look, you know, when the public is interested, I must serve the public interest. And there is absolutely no denying that there was a lot of public interest in that event the weekend. And I'll continue to do that. I'll continue to do that, damn it. I don't have a master in goddamn journalism for nothing. But anyway, UFC 294 from Abu Dhabi. I was once in Abu Dhabi for the Habib and Poirier fight. Sean Al-Shadi was there. James Mystery was there. Everyone was there. Oscar Willis was there. Mike Mon was there. John Morgan, you name it. Casey, Esther. They were the crew I was with, MMA fighting days. It's all behind me now. <laughs> but um, yeah, huge card this weekend. We're going to have our preview show up early for the ring around may show so um the super the super group of mma media ariel hawani chuck mendenhall tst and me our show will be up already if you're listening to this in your headsets the ringer show is already over so listen to my one and then listen to that one because guess what y'all i've got someone that's going to be on this card a man you may have heard of a man we've been talking about since he was a wee sprog as an amateur oh how we used to say what a pro career we'd have how people used to balk, balk at the idea of this man one day being a UFC champion. And here he is, 9-0, going into a big fight with Tim Elliott. It is none other than Mohamed Makayev of Wigan, of Dagestan, of Bahrain, and now of Abu Dhabi. Um, Obviously, this is a huge card. Islam v. Volk, Usman v. Hamzat, Ankaloyev v. Johnny Walker. I mean, it's a, it's a wild card. Namaga Madoff is on the card. Obviously, I've mentioned Tim Elliott v. Mohamed Mokayev. Huge test of experience there. Uh, Javid Basharat against Victor Henry is a good shout as well. Nathaniel Wood, 145. I'm loving his work at 145. I'm looking forward to that fight uh, against Namoff. But um, look, Mokayev's one of the most talked about guys from the UK scene ever since he's a kid. He's still blowing up. He's still on course to beat John Jones's championship record if he does it within the next seven months. I think he thought I said, I think it's impossible. I said, I don't think it's impossible. So I had to kind of be like, here, listen, man, I think you can do it. And I really do. Because if he beats Tim Elliott, that's number 10, the whole division's going to open up to him. And guess what? The fight I was thinking of when I was going into this interview is Manil Cape. Love it. Cap, Cape, I don't know. 
There's several ways to pronounce this, apparently. I'm wrong every time. But anyway, that's the fight, man. You announce that fight, everyone loses their shit. Fantastic fight. Had a few words to say about that. Had a few words about Kai Kara France. Had a few words about Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul. I mean, I saw. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now you're going, Jesus, Beasy. Can you just can you just relax with this shit, man? Give me, give me one episode off. But I saw him reacting to it on Twitter, so I felt it was only right. I was only serving the public interest to ask him about those comments. But um, yeah, I've been I've been interviewing this guy for a long, long time. I don't think he knows who I am, but I'm very grateful anyway. I love you very much. Have a listen to Mohamed Makayev ahead of his bid to go 10-0 and enter the top 10 of the UFC rankings against the uber-experienced Tim Elliott. Mwah. It is a pleasure to be joined once again by Mohamed Makayev, one of the most talked-about prospects in the world. We get to see him in action again this weekend. A lot of people very excited in this part of the world, Mo. Tell me. Um, you had the world talking in your last fight, as you tend to do when you fight, about that crazy knee situation you're in. And of course, you ended up winning and finishing the fight, which is what you do. But tell me, how much recovery went into this? I remember you giving us updates at the time, six to eight weeks. Was your knee in serious jeopardy? It was, It was to be honest, uh, like for the first three days, I couldn't even get upstairs in, in, my, in my house or... I had to like crawl, but I tried. It, it was impossible. Then on the third, fourth day, I started like going backwards, sitting on my on my woman, like going up upstairs. You know, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. But um, uh, for for me, it was about thinking like, will I be back to flyweight division again ever? Because I was 73, 74 kilogram, then more than one fifty five pound. I'm thinking, okay, no problem. I'm gonna go to bantamweight. I, I didn't worry like making weight that time. I was thinking, but the one time, but first I need to walk again. And I, I spoke to Wigan Athletics, went to to do rehab with them, and now I go back on the street like within all five weeks. Well, Wigan Athletic, the football club. Yeah, that's incredible, man. You have so many friends in so many different places, and it's funny you mentioned Wigan because I can remember I spoke to Tom Aspinall that night, the night of this fight with you, and he said. He's after showing something in there that so many fighters never know about themselves. They never get to find out, do you have that inside you? And he goes, maybe 80% of people on this roster don't have what you have. Did you take that as, you know, a badge of honor that you were able to come through this? Did you find something out about yourself in that situation? Uh, I wouldn't say, like, because... I, I know even now I, I'm gonna fight until my last breath inside the cage. I I'm like gonna gonna bug down in any easy shit in any like like uh even if it's not comfortable for me, my opponent's done, I'm not gonna stop. And um I I faced stuff like this before in my career. I, I like I came to the fight, I remember I had like tooth infection, like it was root canal and uh, it was oceanic championship and uh, I had to put like put in other side to pass my medicals, like chewy, a lot of chewigums. So I can't pass my medicals. It was uh, in Australia, it was shining championship. And um, I, I know myself, I know I can do, I can go through the toughness, but after that you get good reward. You get very, very good reward. No, no, Non-great people went through like easy way, easy path. For every great person in the world, 
have a, have a history, like he came from toughness and that, that's what made him. I always get worried when I see that you're injured because I always have the clock going in my head, the John Jones date and the Mikhaev date. And I know that you're 23 now, but John Jones was 23 years of age and eight months. You're only 23 and two months. Nine months. So, nine months, right? So you, you have, you have seven months still beyond this fight. And I don't think that's impossible. I, I really don't. Is that how you're still thinking? You can still do this? Okay. After this fight, I'm going to have longest fight winning streak in, in, in the division, right? Uh, this Cody Duden is ranked for a bit already. He's 15th ranked. He's on four fight winning streak. If you look at my opponents, for example, uh, most most of them actually winning. And um, after this, I'm going to be longest fight winning streak in the division. And uh, I just need one more fight before the title. And uh, I, I, I want to fight end, till end of the year. I'm going to fly to America uh, and to see if there's late replacement, anyone I can, I can jump in to fight. It's it. possible. Why, why it's impossible? In Within 12 months, I had four fights. Oh no, I believe, I believe, yeah. believe me. Yeah. I think it's very possible. I, I, I agree that it's possible. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I, I, I believe so. So I, I, I'm going to try as much as possible. And uh, it depends if ranked opponent going to accept fight. That's the problem. Absolutely. Tell me, you've been in uh, preparing in Bahrain, right? This is obviously, yeah. uh, you prepared there for a long time in your career. You competed there many times as an amateur. How much of an advantage is that for you being able to to go to a nearby place to Abu Dhabi and acclimatize and things like this. It's very important for me. Like the climate, the climate that many fighters even I'm looking on 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 the like UFC 294 some fighters on the card. Like some some guys landed today. For example, like I don't want to name but some some people landed today. I'm like you crazy guys. Like I've been in Abu Dhabi for second week. I only start feeling good like five days after like Five days after, like, I landed here, even even though I was like two months in Bahrain, I'm like this. These guys don't, don't like n haven't done much amateur career. They didn't travel as much as I did. I travel around the world. I've been everywhere. Like probably more than some fighters on the card. You know, like definitely I travel more than Tim Elliott, and I know what cli climate is. And uh, you're looking they underestimate it, and that's why for me it's important. I go to Bahrain. We have. Everything's uh, so sorted for us, uh, and well, the, the the team, the KHK, looking after us. It's a big advantage. Yes, I mean, I'm trying to debate where are you more famous in Abu Dhabi or in London? Because obviously, you're beloved. You see, you fight there in London with the last fight. The place goes crazy. You look like an icon, a hero there. But I know here, you've already fought in Abu Dhabi. I know you fought in Bahrain as an amateur many, many times, and around the Middle East. Where are you bigger? Where do you feel more love? I think wherever I go in the world, I get I get support. Uh, I get support wherever I go. Even like Abu Dhabi, it's half of UK lives in Abu Dhabi, but doesn't want to pay tax. <laughs> Brandon Lockman. <laughs> yeah, so, so a lot of people from UK lives in, in, in Abu Dhabi and a lot of people from like Dagestan, North Caucasus, they travel to uh, Abu Dhabi without visa so this place basically and the, the locals supports me the, the, the locals like pulls them away so I feel, I feel like at home 
I saw your interactions with uh, Tim Elliott. Um, you told him he was old immediately, and I saw these headlines. <laughs> How did he take this? Um, what What's he like to meet in person? It's, it's cool. It's cool guy. It's, it's been he's been in those situations before. Like he, he lived in Ultimate Fighter. He lived in t- tough house, so he's seen wor- worse than like some seeing the like guys in the lift. But um, I just say you uh, you look small and old. I said like what what this and she said yes, I look small. It's cool. It was many guys from my team walked in in the hotel in, in the lift. We we didn't want to like uh, say anything bad because he didn't say anything bad about us too. It's just cool, interesting. It's an interesting style fight because he's wild, and I think you're very measured, composed, uh, like a sniper. Sometimes you know, very meticulous technique. His technique is a wild style. What do you think of his fighting style? That's that's why he's he's suitable opponent for me, uh, because because those kind of fighters I can catch easier than example like last fight Jafel Filipko, which they stand and just wait. Uh, at, like I, I can see you on the Sunday MMA game, and you you know what I mean. The people that just stand waiting for one shot. We know heavyweights to to just wait for one shot, and that's sometimes fight is slow down my style. But Tim Elliott gonna is is a great performer, and uh, for for me, it's interesting fight, and I get motivated for people like Tim Elliott. I keep seeing people saying he's never fought a guy as experienced as Tim Elliott. And I'm thinking about all of your amateur fights and I'm thinking, how do you feel about this? Do you think this is a test of experience or do you feel like you're more experienced? Oh, I think I'm more, I'm, I'm more experienced. Like, um, of course, he's like experienced, but experience not like he's, he's 19 wins, 12 losses, right? So it's not like I, I can get those experience more than him if I want to just go fight every, every month and sometimes win, sometimes lose. If if he was really experienced, he would learn on his mistakes and uh, keep winning. Not like one day he win, one day he lose. Experience is like when you don't make same mistake. But I, I watch his every single fight, and he makes exactly same mistake every fight. And um, I think I'm I'm very experienced for my age, even somebody older. Before I ask you about what happens beyond this fight, I was I was laughing because I could see you reacting to the influencer boxing on Saturday, uh, the Dylan Dennis show with with uh, Logan Paul and Tommy Fury and KSI. From a guy who is so, you know, you've come up in this sport in the the most sporting way you can in the amateurs, competing around the world for different titles. What what do you feel when you watch this stuff? Do you do you laugh or does it make you angry or do you even watch it at all? I feel sorry for those people who paid to watch this. Even on on a free link, I didn't I didn't even watch it. I watched like a little bit thirty seconds and I think what what is this? You know? But uh, I think I think sometimes it ruin, ruins uh, sports. Not like sometimes. I think it ruins sports. Because some kids that looking up to, uh, like Logan Paul and and they they think it's it's normal like um, to act that way, uh, to act that way and uh, but um, I I don't like it. I don't know what to say. I just don't like. It. You didn't see Dylan Dennis's guillotine, no? His double leg. 
imagine he couldn't even finish guillotine on on on, on the boxer. You know? so he talks about black belt. You you should be in the top ten after this fight, given where where the rankings are. You we were speaking earlier about your path to get to the belt, to get to Pantoja, who is now the champion. Is there an opponent there that you would like? You know, and I do. I this has been a problem in your career right back to when you became pro. People accepting fights with you, so I, I can understand why you're saying that, right? You're going maybe these guys won't take the risk of fighting me, but if you could pick someone in the top ten that isn't the champion, who would you pick? Who is the best fight for you? Do you feel? Three guys. There's Amir Albazi, Manuel Capet, and Kai Kara France. Does one of those? I have to go. I have to fight to fight for the belt, and the, there will be no questions after that. Like, like I'm ready for the belt. You know, I just want to beat one of those guys. Whoever accepts this fight, and um, I don't see any any anybody there who 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 wants the title. To be honest, except like three those three guys. I love the idea of you fighting Manuel Cape. That is a crazy fight. I think fans would go crazy for this fight. You know how many times I ask Matchmaker about this fight, and uh, every time he posts something on Twitter, uh, we sent to make main main uh, message. So he accepted. He said no, he he didn't accept it. He said like he accepted, and then like asking for purse, he asking for money. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like he he said, who are you to fight? And then I I, I found a tweet. Somebody found the tweet that he tweeted 2019, and he says the future of the sports. On a Twitter, he tweeted about me and now about you. Well, wow. and now now he tell who is this guy? Like he's not even ranked before before I was ranked. And like so far, this and to be honest, it showed that there are two faces. Even you say, okay, he's a legit, he's legit. I say about Timelit, he's he's a legit fighter, he's a good fighter. You say truth about about person. You don't say who is Timelit. Never heard of him. He's he's a he's a veteran of the sport. I've done a lot in amateur game and. And they, they know about me. Kaika France also said in last press conference, who is this guy? And uh, and there's an interview where he's talking about me like two years ago. That's crazy. I, I, I really, I love all of those fights. Um, I can't wait to see you oh, on cool. Saturday. Um, tell me, what way do you see this fight going with Tim Elliott? Because I'm imagining it can go so many different ways. As you said, this is a guy that takes risks. He's going to allow you to be a lot more open with your style. In your head, when you look at these matchups, the style matchup, what way do you see it going? Yeah, I'm coming to finish team. That's that's what I said about every single opponent, and I I, I did I did out of four fights, I said I'm gonna finish them, and, and three it was successful. But um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna coming for another finish, and he's he's a good style uh, for me. Mo, it's a pleasure. Continue doing what you're doing, um, and I can't wait to see Saturday night. All the best, sir. Thank you so much. You too. There he was. What do you think? Do you think he thought I was saying? I think it's impossible. Felt a bit awkward there. Felt I had to. You know, I needed to clarify. Um, but yeah, he looks very relaxed. Obviously, you know, I do think that's a massive advantage that he's been in Bahrain for two months. I didn't think it was. I thought he was in there for about six weeks, but two months even better. And for him to just go from Bahrain to Abu Dhabi and be feeling the pace, wow. And, and believe me, it is a different climate over there, dude. I can remember I was, you know, meeting up with Al Shadi when we were over there, the legend, MMA fighting editor, a god of a feature writer, a god of a man. 
and our hotels were literally next door less than a minute walk and i'd walk outside that hotel and they're all beautifully air-conditioned beautiful beautiful you know lap of luxury hotels i would walk out that door and two steps i would just be covered in perspiration and sweat dripping and not in the cool way not like west side gun what a new album by the way anyway it is a different buzz altogether and that that fight the the habib and poirier fight it was done in a tent so they actually have an arena now but there was no air conditioner or anything in this it was the most humid atmosphere i've ever been in in my life so um yeah i definitely think there is some things to you know be attentive about if you are competing over there but um fantastic week on the crack i appreciate you all make sure you check out the ringer preview show of course as i've told you we're doing it a day early and if you haven't listened to the parting shots between andy stevenson and Donna corby as they review cage warriors dublin and the prime card the much talked about prime card the 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 controversial prime card uh you can go and check out that episode now big thanks as always to my man oscar a legend always hooking me up making me sound good making all the guests sound good so big thank you to him big thank you to pha big thank you to the ufc a big thank you to muhammad makayev for joining me on the show today it's been an absolute pleasure i'm actually going to the arctic monkeys tonight you get this thursday so yeah i'm going to the arctic monkeys looking forward to it i do think alex turner the lead singer is beginning to sound like stewie from family guy as each album goes on i've seen them a good few times so I'm looking forward to seeing this one again. And I'm going to see my Uncle Paddy, who's back in Ireland from Canada. So that will be an interesting time. Up to Scaries. Big love to the Scaries people. And big love to all you for listening. Thank you so much. We love you loads. Stay safe and enjoy the fights. I cannot fucking wait. Mwah. <laughs>